Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Shamelessly Unapologetic with me, your host, Alana Pinsky. I wanted to actually take a break this week, but I decided not to just because I didn't want it to seem like I was slacking on the podcast. I know this year has been kind of tough with me trying to figure out life with a podcast, and I am going to talk more about having a podcast later on when I hit my one year anniversary mark of Shamelessly Unapologetic, which is absolutely crazy that it's almost been a one year of having this podcast. But what I wanted to do with this episode today was to talk more about changing and growing and building confidence and being unapologetic about it. So if you were here from the beginning, I made an episode about unapologetically being unapologetic. And sometimes when it comes to having an unapologetic mindset and attitude, it can come with repercussions of people taking everything you say out of context, people thinking that you're toxic or people thinking that you're a bitch, when in reality, that's not the case at all, because everything that you do is pretty much with no malicious intent. And so when it comes to being unapologetic, I think the only way to get there is by learning and growing and learning how to build confidence. And in this episode, I just wanted to talk more about the journey that I've been on through self-discovery and learning how I was able to grow as a person and how I was able to build confidence. And I hope for those listening who struggle with confidence can take something away from this episode because I'd love to give some tips on like how to become more confident and live your best unapologetic bold life which is a message that I always convey to my audience on this podcast and even on my YouTube channel. So with that being said I used to be the kind of person who had very low self-esteem and really lacked a lot of confidence And a lot of that did stem from bullying and people putting me down and making me feel like I wasn't enough. And y'all know my story of how I was bullied. And I'm not going to get into that. You can go back and listen to that episode as it's almost an hour long. But when people put you down, it can really shatter your self-esteem and your worth as a person. And it makes you feel like negative comments define who you are as a person. When in reality, that's not the case at all. So the way that I had to learn how to become a confident person was learning and growing, which helped me become confident. And basically, it took me a really long time to understand what I had to do to get there and what the world was like and how was I going to better myself so I could take on the world without being fearful or scared of what others were going to think of me because I used to be so wrapped up in what other people thought about me. I cared so much and that's so sad. I think it definitely started in college. College was definitely a huge period of growth for me and I want to thank my sorority for part of that. Now, I've talked about a lot of negatives that I've encountered in my sorority, but let me tell you something. Not everything was negative while being in a sorority. I think joining a sorority was actually like one of the best things for me in terms of my confidence and learning and growing. 
college was a huge time for me to learn and grow as a person. And it wasn't just my sorority. I think there were other life encounters and experiences that I endured and faced in college that helped me learn and grow and even unlearn a lot of bad things that I was taught as I was growing up. Like patriarchal values, not knowing what white privilege was. Yes, I didn't know what white privilege was until I was in college, which is really sad. And that goes to show you how bad the white privilege was, not knowing what that term was because it was never like taught in schools at all, especially my school. Not once was I ever um, taught about white privilege and systemic racism. I mean, we knew what racism was, but terms like that, it didn't make sense to me. I didn't know what it was until I started taking human services class because I had changed my major and my whole perspective really opened up and I had to unlearn so many things that I thought I knew when I was growing up and I'm glad and thankful for those courses. I believe that those who are willing to change and be open to other perspectives is a huge step and it was a very slow process for me. Once upon a time, I used to slut shame people. Now I don't do that. I think that was another bad habit that I had learned growing up, especially from my mom who likes to slut shame or will call me out for not dressing modestly. And it's beyond irritating and it still irritates me to this day. But I used to be very judgmental of people who dressed immodestly, people who are having sex left and right. And people who were embracing their sexuality and I was shaming them for it, which is absolutely not okay. So there were many things that I had to unlearn in college. So some things that I had to learn in my sorority, um, some lessons were tougher than others. But I think one of the biggest things that I used to be really bad about was making assumptions, jumping to conclusions and not confronting a person when you had a problem with them. And I would always like to talk shit about that person. I was seeing it more as venting, but technically venting can still be talking shit about someone behind their back, right? And I mean, I feel like we all still do it to this day. I still vent or maybe so on so quote unquote talk shit about people. But I definitely do it to people who I absolutely know that I can trust. And if it gets to the point where it really does bother me, then yes, I will speak up about it to that person. But it took me a really long time to figure that out for myself. There were many instances where I had um, confrontations with sisters who had issues with me or if I had issues with them, I didn't know how to communicate those issues and instead again I would go and just talk about it with somebody in a negative light and talk about it with people who I actually couldn't trust and I didn't know that I couldn't trust them at the time and it bit me in the ass and it got back to me and then I got slack for talking shit about them and facing a really awkward conversation so I think it's really important that you learn how to communicate with people when you have an issue and to hear their side if they have any kind of rebuttal or argument as to why they're behaving the way that they are and to show a little bit more empathy. Now, sometimes people will be mean with malicious intent, right? But I think it's also important to go to the person and say, hey, I have a problem due to X, Y, and Z. 
And that is something that the two of you can talk about, talk about amongst yourselves. And it didn't take me maybe until like my junior year of college to sadly figure that one out. And I really wish I had learned it earlier. I know this got me in trouble a lot in high school because I had so many confrontations with people that I um, would interact with in my youth group, which is something that I touched on a little bit last week in the Toxic Friends episode. But I do think that this is a really good thing to accomplish as you get older is to learn how to get comfortable with confrontation. I know it can be one of the most uncomfortable things to do, but I promise it actually can make you a much better person when you just go straight to the person that you have an issue with and let them know how they're feeling. Because if you don't and that negative word gets back to them it's going to come back around to bite you in the ass and it can get you in a lot of trouble. And I want to save you the hassle of getting in trouble because it's never fun to be put in that kind of situation. So that was a huge thing that I had to like learn and grow from. Another thing that I had to learn and grow in order to lead me to the path of being confident was learning how to not take everything personally. This was a really tough one. And it is honestly one that I still sometimes tend to work on to this day. But if people have issues with you or when they make fun of you, just know that it's almost never about you and it has everything to do with that person. And this one really, really um, was a tough pill to swallow because I never wanted to believe it in middle school and high school. I know my own mother tried to tell me that when people make fun of you or they call you ugly or they tell you that you have no friends, it is really a reflection on how they see themselves. And the only way that they can feel better about themselves is to put someone else down so they feel more uplifted and they feel like they're, they're a better and stronger person when really it just makes them very weak-minded. And not a great person in general and so I've learned the difference of like what is actual what's an actual personal attack and something that you have every right to be offended by and then what is just negative criticism that doesn't have anything to do with you as a person but maybe it's your actions or the dialogue but they don't actually have a problem with you as a whole And I think that's the difference. There's definitely a difference between like just negative opinions and then actual personal attack on character, well-being, physical attributes, stuff like that. And I think being on YouTube really gave me that perspective as well to not take things so personally because any kind of like negative or hate comment that I would get on a video, I should say, would never be a true reflection of me. Maybe they will critique my advice or any kind of information that I say, but it's not to attack me as a person. And it's fine if people want to engage in a productive, constructive conversation about why they disagree with something that I say, but it never has to do with me as a person unless if they say, oh, you're a stupid bitch, you're ugly, then, you know, I delete those comments because... That just says everything about who they are and it says nothing about me because I know I'm not stupid. I know I'm not ugly. Yes, I have a lot of disabilities that impact my speech, that impact my way of thinking and um, 
impact how I process information. And so I don't let that stuff get to me because I have disabilities doesn't make me dumb. I just process things differently. And I really wish more people could understand that. And that is something that I still struggle with to this day on still trying to work on my disabilities because sometimes I still get shamed for how I speak. I have people who complain on my YouTube videos all the time how much they hate the sound of my voice. And honestly, that's something that I can't really control. And it's really frustrating when people have issues with something like that when you can't control it. I do have volume control and I do talk really loud. And it's just something that I'm very aware of, but I have no way to control it. And it's beyond frustrating, right? So I've learned like what's petty and what's not petty and what's helped me try to focus on things that truly do matter. I would say those are some big things that I really had to like learn to help me grow. Obviously, every day I'm learning and I'm growing. And of course, when a lot of things came out, when Black Lives Matter started to become bigger and bigger and was starting to become more recognized, there were so many things that I had learned in terms of bias, which goes back to the whole white privilege thing that I didn't recognize until college and learning more about things that are offensive and to people of color in the black community and it's really eye-opening and I've learned or more so how to unlearn things that again that I was taught growing up and I'm glad that I've been able to unlearn these things because the last thing that I ever want to do is to offend people or upset people and I embrace change and I've always been the kind of person who is really good at adapting And I think that's really important. You will be surprised how so many people do not like change, how people are afraid of it and they don't know how to adapt to it. And I think that's kind of problematic. I think learning how to adapt and to embrace change is a very good thing. And I think it makes you a stronger person when you learn the importance of flexibility. Now, I'm not saying all change is good. I definitely think there is some change out there that can make such a negative impact on our society. But I think changing perspectives from something that's like hateful to becoming more empathic and more loving and tolerant, I think that's a good kind of change. And that is a change that I agree with and one that I'm willing to strive by and live my life by. And there are some people who think that living with kindness and empathy is still trash and it makes you soft. And I think that's stupid because what's wrong with being a decent human being, right? Apparently, people have issues with that, thinking that those who are decent human beings are too soft or they're sensitive. And I think that's bullshit because anyone who has that kind of opinion is really the emotional one and the one that needs to grow up and the one that has a lot of problems with themselves and that they're weak-minded. And they don't want to be called out and they refuse to be held accountable. And that's another thing. It took me a really long time to admit to when I was wrong for something. And I can tell you that learning to admit when you're wrong is definitely one of the hardest things that you can certainly encounter. It can make you feel really embarrassed or ashamed and defeated. But I think that is a really good way to learn and grow is when you admit that you are wrong 
and you learn how to apologize to somebody who you have wronged in your life. I think that is one of the strongest things that a person can do. And I've learned to admit when I am wrong and I apologize for it and I hold myself accountable for things like that. I will say I'm not wrong all the time, but trust me, there's always going to be a situation where I really will fuck up and I need to take accountability and be responsible for my actions and own up to it and make a change to be better. And it doesn't happen all the time, like I said, but it does happen. It's happened a few times this year and I learn and I grow from it. So those are like the biggest things that I wanted to share. And so the reason how I believe this all ties in to being a confident person is step one. I think the way that you can become a confident person or how I became such a confident person was to build a lot of self-awareness of who you are. And that will come in time when you develop a lot of life experiences and where you will encounter things that are going to make you uncomfortable and you learn how to work through that and you kind of understand who you are as a person and how you function and how you problem solve and how you live your life and what makes you you so having that kind of self-awareness and recognizing who you are and understanding what your flaws are is a big step to becoming confident because i believe that people who lack confidence and are very insecure, lack a lot of self-awareness of who they are and what their character and what their personality is. And sometimes it takes people longer than others to recognize that. But I do believe recognizing and owning who you are and what your flaws are is a big step. So that is the first thing that I had to do. The second thing was kind of learning how to not give a shit about what other people are going to think of you. I think There does come a time and a place where you should care about what some people think, but I think it should be for very small or minor things. Or if you're being incredibly offensive and terrible, then maybe you should you should reconsider. But let's say I want to wear a crop top that is, let's say it's considered immodest and someone tells me that I shouldn't be wearing that, that it's immodest, it's inappropriate. I'm not going to give a shit because why is what I'm wearing bothering you? It's absolutely none of your business to give your opinion on what I'm wearing that makes me feel good about myself. So no, I don't need to care about what somebody thinks or the fact that people are making fun of me that I have a YouTube channel or a podcast. Again, I'm not going to care what somebody thinks because they lack the confidence and they're too insecure to put themselves out there online. It's something that they won't show up for themselves on. They don't want to put in the work or the time to do it. And they're always so scared about what other people are going to think of them. So they basically will project their insecurities on to me. But I let it backfire and I say, I don't care. Like what I'm doing makes me happy. And if you have a problem with it, then don't watch my videos. Don't listen to my podcast. Don't follow me on social media and we won't have this problem. So It does take a really long time to get comfortable with not caring with what people think. This one was very, very hard for me, y'all. And let me tell you, it takes time and you get stronger. I remember when I first made my YouTube channel, I didn't want to promote it for the first few weeks after starting because I was stupidly scared of what other people were going to think. 
I was afraid that people from high school were going to make fun of me and not take me seriously and not see the value in my content. And then I realized, Alana, why does it matter what some irrelevant fuck thinks about your YouTube videos? Because you know that there are people out there who are searching for content that you're making who want to know what I have to say who want to gain knowledge on something that I technically have an authority in. And that is why I made a YouTube channel so I could educate people, so I could share a message, so I could entertain people as well all in the process. And if somebody wants to make fun of something that I do, well, that is a them problem and not a me problem. I can't say that enough because I want to let people know that I have power over what other people's opinions have on me. If I'm going to let someone's opinion affect me, I'm giving them that power to consume all this negative energy onto my well-being and making me feel like, should I be doing this or not? No, I'm not going to give them that kind of power. It takes time to not give a fuck. I think it takes a lot of growth and I had to take baby steps to get comfortable. People are going to make fun of you. Sometimes it won't feel good, but just know when somebody makes fun of you, again, it is never about you. It is about them. It took me a really long time, like I mentioned over and over again, to get that straight. But when you really dig deep and you think about these person's actions and you want to dissect what they're saying, it does make sense. I go back and I think to the time where people bullied me. And I will dissect and dig deep into how these people were. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I can see why this person is doing this because they also have self-esteem issues. They're really uncomfortable with themselves. They might be dealing with some bullshit in their home that's making them miserable. And they don't want to be vulnerable and open up about it because they're afraid that people are going to use their own vulnerabilities and their own insecurities against them. So that is why they project. So I'm not saying you need to analyze people and their every move, but it kind of helped me. So if you have some time on your hands to dissect why people are treating you like shit for no reason, I can promise you that you'll find the root cause of it and it all comes down to insecurity. And as much as they don't want to admit that they're being insecure or that they're jealous, they are. They just don't want to be seen as weak. And so they use bullying or teasing as a coping mechanism to make themselves feel better. I promise you it's true. It really, really is. No matter how much you don't want to believe me, I would love to see why people would just be dicks for no reason. Yeah, people will be dicks for no reason, but there is definitely going to be a cause deep down why people are going to be dicks. Because again, at the end of the day, they are unhappy with themselves. So now that I've gotten that out of the way, Another thing that helped me build confidence and also trying to be more comfortable with being single was to change my perspective and see being single as not necessarily a bad thing. Knowing that there comes a lot of freedom and liberation in being single. And for the longest time, I used to hate being single. I've talked about that on my YouTube channel time and time again and how I learned to get comfortable. I discovered things that make me happy, like content creation, finding a good group of people who make me happy, 
and also doing other things within my city and community that makes me happy. And that's how I got comfortable. I think for me, another thing that really made it hard for me was when I would hate to do things by myself. I would hate to go to a restaurant by myself or a cafe by myself, sit at a table by myself. People thinking that I was this friendless loser because I wasn't sitting anybody. Going to a bar by myself. And I realized nobody fucking cares if you are by yourself. And if somebody is judging you for being by yourself, that just means that they are too scared to do something by themselves because they are also afraid of being judged by other people thinking that they are friendless losers. That is not the case. So when I discovered that nobody gave a shit about me sitting at a table all by myself thinking that's sad, I still sometimes to this day have people question me saying, oh, you're here by yourself? Props to you. And I'm like, why? I absolutely love doing things by myself. I think it's important to become your own best friend because the only person that you can really rely on is yourself. Even if you have a partner, sometimes your partner is not going to always be reliable. Sometimes a family member is not going to always be reliable. And I know it may be funny to say like, oh, I can't rely on myself to get this done. But at the end of the day, you are the only person that can hold yourself accountable for your own actions. And for me, I had to recognize that, that I am going to be the only person to hold myself accountable and to own up to me enjoying life alone and embracing that kind of culture for myself. And that helped me feel like I could take on the world. Again, this comes with baby steps, right? I think you take things one step at a time. One thing that I tell people who are going to go to a bar all by themselves or they're going to go to a restaurant all by themselves, I recommend sitting at the bar. It's like it's out of the way from like the dining area and those bar stools definitely make it easier to kind of be separated and I don't think anyone will really judge you whether you're being alone and also people are going to be sitting next to you. It's communal seating. That's a better way of saying it. It's pretty much communal seating and so somebody sits next to you, nobody's going to think that you're by yourself or won't even look like that you're by yourself. I think sitting at the bar is a great step to going and getting out in public and doing something on your own. I also like going on hikes by myself. Now, don't do it in a completely, completely secluded area because that could be dangerous because what if something happens and nobody's there to find you? That's one thing. But I really recommend going on a hike by yourself. I think it's very liberating. Maybe doing a popular trail so that way there's people around and that way it feels a little bit safer to do so. A lot of people go on hikes by themselves. Also think about this. When you go to the gym, most people go to the gym when they're alone. I don't really know too many people who go to the gym together, unless if they're a couple. Sometimes friends may go to the gym together. But a great start is working out. And I think people don't realize that when you go to the gym, you are by yourself. You're not taking a friend with you. You're not taking a partner with you. You're not taking a family member with you. You're usually alone. You're already doing it. You're already going out there by yourself and doing something that's actually quite normal for somebody to do alone. So think of it that way. If you can go to the gym by yourself, you can take yourself out shopping. You can take yourself out to a nice meal or go to a bar by yourself. Just think of it that way. 
it takes time to build up but i promise you if that is one thing that you can do there are so many more things that you can do by yourself i promise you this is another thing that took me a really long time to get down but i think an important thing that you should know about confident people is that they don't make fun of others and they don't judge others and put other people down, especially right to their face. I probably started implementing this once I started moving to San, or once I moved to San Francisco. There were a lot of things that I still was unlearning. And I think grad school kind of taught me how to do that, especially because I was in a very therapy centered focused program. And that really helped me build a lot of personal growth. So I mean, it's very simple. I mean, there are still days where I catch myself being judgmental or making fun of somebody. But I can tell you, it is absolutely nowhere near as bad what it used to be when I was in middle school, high school, even college. And I just don't see the need to put other people down, especially to their face, because it's just a time waster. It has no effect on me, and I have zero patience to put other people down and I don't know what people's life experiences are and I can't judge people on that when they may be going through something I don't know what they're like like I said I don't know what their life is like I haven't walked in their shoes and I have just realized that it's just best to just take a step back and not give a fuck about what somebody else does because it's really none of my business Another thing that helped me become more confident is when I started taking better care of myself. So when I started to lose weight in grad school and wanted to go to the gym more and to eat better, that really helped my confidence. It really helped me feel just a lot better in my skin because I know that our bodies can definitely make us feel some kind of way. My body still makes me feel some kind of way. I've actually gained quite a few pounds since I competed in my fourth show last year. So it's been a year pretty much being on a off season or an improvement season, which is a better way of saying it. So even though I've gained weight, I'm still taking care of myself. I still go to the gym. I still nourish my body with good food. And I eat foods that are good for my body that make me feel good I'm exercising and taking care of myself and that just overall makes me a much more confident person I know that sounds really cheesy but when you take care of your body it can really make all the difference in the world and I definitely think that everyone should be doing something they should find some form of exercise or workout program that will work for them that they will find a good diet that makes them feel good about themselves and that they're eating foods that makes them feel fulfilled and makes them happy building a good relationship with your body is so important to becoming more confident And I really encourage people to find ways that works for them. Another thing that helped me become more confident was to question everything and to challenge society and what's the norm and being firm about it. I believe confident people don't just submit to life. They are going to question things. They're going to push back on things. I've always been a very opinionated person. I mean, I was doing this all throughout my life where I was questioning the norm and pushing back on 
patriarchal views and values and other traditional bullshit or just other things that I just simply didn't agree with in today's society. I was always questioning and always giving my opinion. People would hate me for it, but I didn't care. I wasn't going to change my opinion because other people got mad at me for pushing back on what was considered normal in air quotes. I definitely believe that there's a saying where it says, God, what is it? No well-behaved woman has made history. It's something like that. And guess what? I, if me pushing back on society considers me to not be well-behaved, then so be it. I will embrace not being well-behaved because I'm not afraid to speak my mind and to receive pushback on my pushback. Don't let anyone ever tell you differently. Don't let people gaslight you for having an opinion that's different because at the end of the day, you know where you stand. Your values define who you are and you should never compromise your opinions and your questions and your pushback to society because it's going to make you unhappy if you let society control your way of thinking and I knew that I was not going to let society control my way of thinking no sir no ma'am and I think the final thing that really helped me build confidence was turning my dreams and goals into reality and actually taking action on them and working towards them We all got dreams. We all have plans. But you have to take action on it. And so when I was able to start creating an action plan for all my hopes, dreams, desires, I was able to accomplish it. I definitely believe in manifestation and vision boards and all that stuff. And while creating it and making that plan is a start of it, you also have to act on it. I started making vision boards in 2019 and I would say my 2020 vision board is where I really got shit done. There were a few things on my vision board that I didn't get to accomplish, but I was still working towards it. I cannot tell you how good it feels to turn your dreams and goals into a reality. One goal that I had for 2021 was to have my first studio apartment. And here I am in my first studio apartment that I signed a lease to in May. And it's October, which is crazy. It's October now. Oh, my God. 2021 is almost over, which blows my mind. But for me, making shit happen like that has made me so happy. I love having my own place. It makes me have like a whole sense of peace to myself and I absolutely love that I get to decorate the space to how I want it I can do whatever I want I can be as loud as I want I can take showers whenever I want I can walk around my apartment naked whenever I want it's amazing the fact that I made this happen really is one of the most rewarding things ever that's just one example but Turning your dreams and goals into reality and creating some sort of plan to manifest it definitely can make you a more confident person. I believe confident people turn their dreams into reality. And if they believe that they can make it happen, then it will happen. And by working on it step by step, it will get done. So 
that is basically kind of how I became a confident person. It definitely takes time. It took me years upon years. And if you're listening to this podcast and you really want to build more confidence, try using my list and see if it can help you. Take it very slow. Don't rush into it and don't force yourself. Trust me, you have to learn how to get comfortable with being uncomfortable because that discomfort will turn into comfort and you will feel so much better and more confident about yourself and you'll just feel like you're going to be able to take on the whole entire world. I am still learning and growing and there are always many things I can do to build up my confidence, but this is what I had to do to get there. And I hope that it can help you get there too. So with that being said, that's basically everything that I wanted to share with this episode today. I really hope it helped you. If there are some other things that you've done to help make yourself more confident, please feel free to share it with me and email the podcast at shamelesslyunapologeticpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at shamelesslyunapologetic. And with that, I will see you next week with a brand new episode. Bye.